It's time for your weekly hot mug of coffee talk with your host, Jonathan Harmon. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Jonathan Harmon with the Jay Harmon Home Team with a friend of mine, Jay Cash, sitting here. That is you. Sitting here at Just Love at the Fountains, which has swiftly become one of my favorite coffee shops here in Murfreesboro. It's, uh, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty setting. It's accessible. They have coffee. They have really good coffee. Very good coffee. And uh, have you ever? Do you know the story behind Jess Love? Uh, very, very little. I know there was one over there near MT. CS. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then now there's one on 96. And they're here and they're growing. And... Well, so it got started. Um, I'm gonna take this big of a story and make it okay. this big. Um, but it got started as a uh, like a, uh, for lack of a better term, it wasn't. But for lack of a better term, think like multi-level marketing, mm-hmm. um, coffee sales specifically to raise money for adoptions. Okay. Isn't that cool? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and people liked the coffee mm-hmm. and they said, hey, you should serve this coffee. Yeah. And they said, okay. And uh, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So it. now it's franchised and all kinds of stuff. I had no clue. Now I do. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty killer. It's a, it's a really, really cool story. You should look up the whole story because I've way shortened it. I'll but, do that. Uh, I'm going to look the whole thing up. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. But uh, so I've gotten to know Jay over the last several years um, just through MTAR mm-hmm. um, and uh, you helped a client of mine yeah, uh, with, uh, with an auction. Uh, it made more sense to auction than it did to quote normal sell yep. it and, um, and it, was a, it was a fabulous experience and t- tell me a little bit about or tell them a little bit about uh, Jay Cash, how you got into the auction business, you know, just so, Who are you? Where'd you get started? I got started in the auction business, I guess, before I was born, because my mom and dad are auctioneers and real estate brokers. So I've got this really cool brochure I can show people. Four days before I was born, my mom and dad were having a real estate auction in Southern Illinois. Dad's <laughs> the auctioneer, mom's the cashier, clerk doing all the all the office work, and then four days later, I was born. So it's really all I've ever known. Growing up, you know, you never did anything on Friday night because you'd always have an auction on Saturday morning. and. And that's just what we did. We did auctions. I think finally in sixth grade they let me play basketball or something. So I could like I skipped like a season. But you're like five foot five. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're in elementary school, anybody can play. But that's pretty much all we ever did in high school. That was still all I ever did. I went to college and I thought I wanted to become a a television uh, and media, go into that field. And then somehow I just got to thinking or realizing that kind of made a lot more sense to follow in my family's footsteps. So I love what I do. In 2005, I went to auction school. It's not required to go to auction school. It's just kind of like some states require it, some don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tennessee does require it. Kentucky didn't. I was from Kentucky. so uh, But I went anyways, and that was a great experience. That was in 2005. And then in uh, 2006 or 7, I got a real estate license and came to Murph. I was already in Murfreesboro from MTSU, and uh, I've been here ever since. In 2012, I opened my own firm. James R. Cash Auctions. It's just a branch of my family's company. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've done uh, pretty much every day since 2006 has been in the auction and real estate world. Gotcha. But it was in your blood from the beginning. It huh? was. I've, I've, I've gotten more confidence and better. Following in my dad, who has a large reputation and a big footprint in western Kentucky, west Tennessee, it was a lot to overcome. And I still probably will never overcome you know, the 35, 40 years that he's been in the business, what he's accomplished. But uh, sure. hey, we're, we're going to try hard to do make, make a name for ourselves. But uh, we travel all over Tennessee, Kentucky. We're licensed in 13 states now, which is remarkable and sometimes a headache. But we'll go pretty much wherever. If we get a call from Jonathan Harmon, we'll go wherever it takes to, you know, wherever <laughs> it goes, we can, we can sell it. But licensed real estate brokers in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and Kentucky. 
and then auction license in all the rest of the states. So with an auction license, can and if you have an auction license and not a real estate license in a particular state, can you still sell the real estate at auction? It just those? depends. Like I think in Illinois you can, but the money, like when you take your escrow or earnest money deposit, you know, they put down a minimum deposit the day of the sale, you have to put that, you know, either an attorney holds that or a real estate broker holds that. And it pretty much goes, I think, for any state, you know, if you don't have a real estate, Tennessee, you have to have a real estate license to sell real estate. But uh, even at auction, even at auction, okay. uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I don't, you can Google, I don't know, maybe a little bit off. All I know is I have both to say that make it simplicity, but you can allow, you know, another licensed individual with that state that, you know, say your brokerage, Keller Williams or an attorney has the right to hold the escrow funds. And then that is, well, this is interesting. Good. So say, and just pick one of those other states that you don't have a real estate license in. Say I'm a broker there. Can I then contract mm -hmm. you to auction the yes. property? But the sale itself is handled yes, by me. Is absolutely. that is that kind of how that would that's work? That's exactly how that works. I've got a friend in Indiana. That's how he operates. When he just booked a big two hundred acre farm with uh, Keller Williams, uh, an agent up there. I forget North Central Indiana or something like that. Uh, and um, he's just the auctioneer. And K KW handles the money side of it. Mm -hmm. um, in Tennessee, laws just kind of dictate that it's different. That the auctioneer has to be a licensed broker to hold the money and and. So that's why we do it that way. Well, that's why you guys uh, make the big bucks, right? Because you manage all of those uh, intricacies of the particular state Try law. to, try to. I mean, our bread and butter's right here. I and mean, there's enough business in Middle Tennessee that we don't have to. But we go to Kentucky often. We go to Chattanooga and cross over into Georgia ever so often. And maybe down towards Huntsville, about as far as we go. But, you know, we really won't go anywhere. The other licensing and auction uh, license that I have is really for our fundraising and benefit portion that we do, which is something we go all over the country uh, we, we're going to do 63 fundraising and benefit auctions this year, and that's something I'm just really proud of. It's a lot Cheers, of fun. Cheers, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun uh, to do it. It's rewarding. Uh, this weekend we're going to be in um, St. Charles, Illinois, right outside Chicago. Then the next night we're flying to Connecticut to do an event in Greenwich, and then we've got another event in uh, Newark, New Jersey. So I'm going to have two auctions, two auctioneers, me and a friend. So walk me through that. Tell me, what, what are you talking about? What is a so fundraising, fundraising and benefit auction? I mean, it's it, there, there are millions of nonprofits, and most nonprofits always have a, a gala or a awards per, uh, or you know some big hoorah where everybody comes together. Right. We got a room full of three, four, five, six hundred, eight hundred people that love them, and that's a great way to get, get all those people money. in the room and get them in the room. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of technique and talent as far as how you time an event from start to finish, you know, ways to encourage your donors to give more. Uh, we want to create a donor experience that lasts a lifetime is what I always say. And so we have some fun ways to do that. Everyone loves the auction and the auction chant. They like to raise their big card and participate. That's just one small portion of what we do. We have paddle raises. We have fun revenue generator games that we do. And uh, So what do you auction at something like it that? It just depends. I mean, it could be uh, pizza with Peyton Manning. It could be... Uh, you know, uh, Kentucky Derby tickets, experiences, you know, chef dinners, you know, it's, it runs the gamut. I'm really, I do you do the people play. auction thing where you, you get a, a worker for a day or do you, you, you guys can do, do that? I mean, it's anything. It's anything. Uh, the live auction at a fundraising event usually is shrank down to maybe five, six items, eight items. That's all we're doing. It's just one portion of entertainment. But it's a lot of fundraising consulting that, that we do, and it's just a total different. It, it stepped off a few years ago, and it just has exploded as a niche market that I've gotten into as far as our auction business goes, where 
certainly staying at home and working with you and doing real estate sales would be a lot easier and, 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 and makes probably more money than what I make doing the fundraising auctions, but it's always rewarding to do that. And those events are usually on weeknights or evenings, and so it's just another way to... Yeah. You know, to generate income for our company and to do good and create, you know, raise money all over the all over the country. This past weekend, I was in Kansas City. We had an auction in Houston. Uh, we're going to be in probably 14, 15 states this year. But my goal was to do 60 this year. And we're going to do 63. So I don't know what my goal next year is going to be. But it was just an absurd thing to say that I wanted to try to do, and we we did it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Congrats on that. Yeah. So. Um, do you call all of those auctions personally, or do you have other folks? I do. I've got a small little team that I work with, and uh, they're just great auctioneers that I've met through associations. Uh, and uh, one lives in Clarksville, one's in Dixon, and uh, you know, I've got friends in Illinois and Indiana that I can bring in to work with me as a, you know affiliates, uh, and just like I could leverage them uh, when I have a you know, a, a niche auction that they may be more specialized in. They may know the asset better than I do. So bring them in, let them help me on that matter where, uh, you know, there's a ton of people that are in the auction business. There's a lot of guys that know what they're doing. And then there's others that just like in the world of real estate or attorneys or anything, there, there's good and the bad and the ones that don't know what they're doing. So I just try to, you know, align myself with the ones that are know what's up. Just like right. working with you and the Harmon team. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, why auctions? Like, is it? I mean, let's talk real estate. Let's talk yeah. fundraising. All of that. What is it about an auction that makes people excited? Like, walk me through the psychology of an auction. Yeah. I guess not every property is meant for an auction. One thing I'll say: if you're if you're watching the, the video, you have some interest in real estate, or maybe Jonathan. But uh, there's a or lot Jay of property or J Cash. That's right. Uh, or coffee. Or um, coffee. Who knows? But, right? um, <laughs> There's a lot of properties that aren't meant for auction. They need to be listed with a realtor traditionally, put a sign in the yard and sit there and a buyer will come get multiple offers. That is great. There's nothing wrong with that. That is a great way and that is a fun way to sell. Just sometimes when you have unique properties, unique situations, whether like what you and I experienced in the past in a state where the granddaughter was the executrix, uh, she lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, and mm-hmm. we got a house here that we Full got, of stuff. We got to take care of it and the house was older, in need of updating and this, it doesn't make sense for the family to spend those kind of mo- that money on the repairs or updates. The house would sell fine with a traditional realtor listing it, just like you listing it. However, you're at the mercy of a buyer coming in and bringing an offer and telling you, well, we want to get this inspected, we want this fixed, that fixed, and sometimes that just scares sellers. They don't want to have to do that. Especially if they're out of state, and it's, it's extremely difficult to manage. And, and like I said, in this particular case, the house was chock full of stuff as mm-hmm. well. And so that's a great example. But... Uh, other times you may have property that's in very high demand, and that's something that's fun. You know, I, it just drives me. Years ago, people would think auctions are a last resort. Now, I feel like sellers are putting themselves in the driver's seat, getting the absolute most money they can at an auction. Uh, in the market we've just experienced, it's slowing down a little bit. You know, you get you put a house in the market, you get six offers, and it runs the gamut of a cash offer, financing, you know, no money down, and or somebody paying total cash, and then it's you and your seller that have to make the decision of which one of these five or six offers do we want to get married to, and go down this long process and hope everything works out. Right. Most of the time it works out, but sometimes it doesn't. Where an auction comes into play, I tell a seller that. All sellers deserve to have absolute certainty when it comes time to selling their most valuable assets. And an auction takes away the guesswork of if you're getting the most money. When you have a properly advertised and properly conducted auction, you can rest assured you're getting the most money for your asset. 
is, is that a hundred percent true though because and, and here's here's and this is my question right so except that auctions eliminate a certain category of buyers mm -hmm. right like your first-time buyers they're not going to come to an auction most likely some most of them likely might. not yeah you know somebody that doesn't have uh, significant assets because mm -hmm. um, you require a mm -hmm. you know a, a, a decent chunk of money yeah. down on the day of so if I'm if I'm somebody that's coming in that has a, a, an assistance loan of some sort mm -hmm. um, you know an auctions not for me as a buyer right most so, of the time but it's those not. people might be willing to pay more for that house especially smaller homes because mm -hmm. That's even in our slower market where we are right now, that's still a, a super hot commodity. I, right? I agree with that 100%. Um, all I know is when we have an auction and we've got uh, just last, maybe two weeks ago, to tell what the properties were, I have no idea. Were there first time home buyers there? I don't know. We didn't ask. I don't, I, there's no way for me to really know the answer to that. Go to Northampton Court, a home that's a fine home, wonderful home, needs a few updates. Uh, 44 register bidders show up there, all with $10,000 deposit checks, ready to, make, ready to buy it. Um, and all I know is we have enough competition there that enough, more, still enough people are showing up that if you do eliminate those first-time home buyers, I'm not seeing that now we're just down to two or three bidders. You know, it, right. it, the market right now is strong enough that it's bearing that. Um, there are times we get them. You know, we could go into an economy where you know, hey, we need everybody we can get. It is permissible to get a loan at an auction. Typically, that first-time home buyer and their realtor, it's just too much of an uneasy process because if you don't qualify or if you do give too much for the house, or it, if it doesn't appraise, if it doesn't, or if it doesn't appraise, doesn't. all of those you're not getting your earnest money back. So typically, what I've done that's a little different than a lot of auctioneers in Middle Tennessee is, I've gone to a flat ten thousand dollar down earnest money deposit. I found that to be way more welcoming to first-time home buyers. Or a lot of times, these are people the first time they've ever gone to an auction is the auction they're coming to of mine. And, uh, but $10,000 down, the balance is due in 30, 45 days, and it's open for inspections. You make any kind of inspections you want to, and it's totally permissible to get a loan. Just, you need to make certain you can close on it. You know, and if you- But even the inspection process, again, there's no contingency. Absolutely. So you so, can have any of that stuff done that you want, you just mm -hmm. can't get out of the deal yeah, and get your earnest money and back. And that's where a competent realtor like you, or a lot of people we work for, that they get that. But there's sometimes I start seeing red flags of, you want the house. I want you to get the house, but you need to be prepared that anything over 200 is probably a risky bid. You know, you don't want to do that. I don't ever want to see somebody lose their earnest money deposit. And it's sure. not really common for that to ever happen. But what you what you are saying, I think, is accurate. You could assume that. I don't know how we prove it one way or the other. Right. Common sense makes that, yes, that it does eliminate some people, but we're still having enough demand in the properties that we're selling. If you've got a great property, it's in high demand. If it's any kind of real estate in Middle Tennessee, it seems to be just... Sure. People fighting over it. Uh, will that always be the case? I don't know. But one thing I find that buyers like about coming to an auction is that they're on a level playing field. So you, you have an auction. There's no secrets. There, yeah, it's hey, all it's all right there. I've got to have ten thousand dollars down. These are the people bidding against me. I know what they're bidding. Yeah, and I know what the next bid is. So if yeah. I'm willing to give one hundred eighty, but he's willing to give one hundred ninety, well then I'm out. But I can bid again. And that's where the magic of an auction happens. Once you get people there, you get them committed to coming. Nobody ever wakes up, I say, and wants to give um, way more than the appraisal price for a property or give more than, you know, than they intended to. But just that's what happens when you get to an auction. You get excited. You think you want it. You see other people bidding again. It creates confidence in the marketplace. And, well, heck, if there's 40 people wanting this house, it's probably a good property. I need to buy it. And that's where we are getting you know, our, our property values that are selling at auction just, you know, or exceeding all Are you running into any appraisal issues? And I mean, what happens if, if that happens? 
I have not. It has happened in the past, and it's just where we got to have a little bit of a conversation to know, hey, it appraised for 16000 less than what you gave for it. Um, I can think of a couple different scenarios, and that's just where the buyer was understanding that is a risk, and I've got to be able to come up with money that's different, put more money down, or know that it's not contingent upon that. So that's the first thing we like to tell anybody that comes. This isn't contingent. You're certainly allowed to get a loan, but you got to be prepared if it doesn't. It so then the question is, do I lose $10,000 earnest money, mm -hmm. or do I, quote, lose $16,000 where it fell short yeah. on the on the yeah, appraisal? so they got to come up with the difference. I mean, all of that, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does. I mean, I can what if to death, and it, I, love, sure. I love all that stuff. Well, I mean, it happens in, quote, normal sales, Absolutely. too. So, I mean, it's not like that's uh, unique to an auction, mm -hmm. you know. It's just, it's an interesting thing because, like you said, you know, traditionally, um, uh, most people think about auctioning property and they think about estates mm -hmm. and farms, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's in most people's mind, that's what they think about. But the reality is it could be, like you said, depending on circumstance, it could be the best option mm -hmm. for all kinds of different scenarios. Yeah. I'm finding it right now that we, we've sold so many properties this year that realtors have referred us that they, they could have put a sign in the yard. They would have sold it in just a matter of days. Having the auction allows the seller to know they're getting the absolute most money possible. I have seen examples and heard of examples, you know, put the sign in the yard, we got eight offers in four hours or sold it by eight o'clock tonight. And, you know, you, you're still getting calls on that same house a week later. There's so did no, you really get the most that you could? That's what I would challenge. Did yeah. you get the most or did you just take the first best offer you got and sold it? Done? Many times you can fall back upon, well, that's all, that's what it appraised for, or the offer they gave us, you know, that was... But a appraisal. purchase appraisal can be, it, it, we, we know how that, yeah. that game works sometimes. So, so. so that's where I could, I say that's where an auction could be your best friend. Now, we're painting all the beautiful pictures of, hey, property brings the most. There are many times you come in there and you've got a seller that's got a certain number in their mind. Uh, we could be following a listing that's been on the market for three, four months, and it's right. been maybe three or four showings or maybe no showings or maybe it's had 15 showings but no offers well obviously there's something going on there if you've had that many showings and there's no offers right. or if the offers you're getting are 20,000 less than what your seller is wanting and and people are fickle you know yes. so you know you say that an auction brings the most money possible in the best when the all of the stars align mm -hmm. right so let's uh, let's paint this picture right your auction, it's an absolute auction and it's scheduled for Saturday, mm -hmm. right? And Friday night we have a 50 degree temperature drop and it starts raining and you've got this much snow on the ground, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you still have four people show up for the auction where you thought you were gonna have 60. Yeah. You know. Um, all we need is two people to show up, uh, but that's just where a professional auctioneer knows how to handle that situation. What I have seen in 35 years of auctions, if it rains, we're gonna have more people show up. If, if, it, if it's inclement weather, I swear, more people will come. I think people wake up. I don't know how to prove it, but it's like nobody else is going to be there. We got to go. We may get a bargain today. We may yeah. get it. You know, we see, I've walked up to auctions in that situation, and it's a ghost town. Mm -hmm. you know? and, I, and I believe that to be true, too. There's all types. I mean, I'm speaking from my own experience. I can tell yeah. you that I have seen and heard stories from other auctioneers where I just go, I, you can't fix stupid. Like, you know, I don't understand why you would make certain decisions that they do, but, you know, just like you when you go into a listing appointment and they end up telling you they went with XYZ, you go, I'm, man, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, but, good luck uh, with that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it, all I can say is the, the experiences that I've had, the sellers that I've worked for, we're ready for anything that comes our way, you know. Can you cancel an auction in that situation? You could. Yeah, I think my parents have canceled one in their life uh, or got this postponed about two weeks due to snow and weather uh it just is expensive it's difficult but you know it's, sure because you just, run ads and yeah I mean, you know you, you got all your marketing stuff. in place you have to do it um 
we're never there to give a seller's property away or for it to bring less, but we just want to have realistic expectations, and that's what I feel like we are the best at, is setting the expectations up front. Hey, I want you to get a million dollars, but realistically, you've got about a $140,000 house here. You know, it's yeah. not worth it. what I, all these other things you've seen do not, you know, Zillow, truly, all, whatever you've looked at doesn't matter. This is real world numbers that we're talking about. And that's why I love to partner with realtors that are competent and they understand how the world works is what I like to say. Working with you and your right. team or a handful of other realtors that I work with, they just get it and they understand that, hey, you've got a wonderful house. It's overbuilt. You've put way too much money into it. You're, it doesn't matter who. No one is going to value all the things that you've put into this house right. like you have. And, yes, it's wonderful and nice, and you spent my extra $100,000 on this or that. I hope you got $100,000 worth of enjoyment yes, out of it. Yes, absolutely. It's the same yeah. conversation we have. And I find a lot of times that even after I follow you know, uh, any realtor, I come in there, and I may say the same thing you've said for three months. Just when they hear it from another professional, they understand, oh, well, we do want to move. We're ready. This this season of our life is over. We need a downsize or what have you. <coughs> and there we are. And that's just when you set expectations correctly. And that's a lot of what we do is setting expectations. But the finest assets in the world are sold at auction. Um, so, you know, as far as luxury real estate to our homes that are in need of all sorts of repair or, you know, condemned looking properties, we, we run the gamut of that. that sure. And, uh, uh, well, and I think, you know, I talk a lot uh, when I'm training other agents um, about how, uh, one of the biggest jobs that, that a purchase and sale agreement does is it puts fears aside. Yes. Right? Every seller has fears. You know, what if this person comes in and, and picks my par house apart and makes me, wants to make me adjust doors or whatever, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. What if that happens? Well, in your case, you can eliminate a whole lot of those fears simply by not having those contingencies. They, they don't exist in your contract. I'm trying to share a post here. Well, where is it? I thought I thought maybe I got boring. No, for a no, no, no. She said I lost the link, and I was like, well, let me share it to you again. I want you to watch this. This is great. I love that you do it. No, but absolutely, what you said. Um, that'd be funny if I did just start texting. I was <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> we use are use James R. Cash auctions. He will not pay attention to you while you're talking. <laughs> no, share this now. We'll get more people on there. There we go. No, I agree with what you just said, a hundred percent, and. Um, and I find that when people can see the market come to them, uh, they're, they're, I could come up with a thousand different scenarios. One, you know, you've got a seller that I don't want any showings because I've got my dogs here. Yeah. We've got to show the house, you know. But an auction, I can kind of dictate when those showings are a little bit better. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, you can put in the MLS all day long. It's as is, where is. And we're not making any changes, and you will still get, mm, well, we had a home inspector come in, and we need to. Did you know? Yeah, and you go through all that. And that's just where an auction kind of cuts a lot of that BS out. But a good, competent realtor can overcome those, too. That's right. what I'm saying. Not every property needs to be sold at auction. There are tons of properties I see on Facebook or the MLS, and I'm going, man, that, that thing would scream at an auction. But if the seller doesn't feel confident in it, if the realtor that they hire doesn't understand or know, what you don't know, you don't know, I guess, you know, sometimes. Sure. And so I just, you know, there it be. But, you know, I'm just so blessed at what my business has been able to take off and do the last few years and, and build momentum and success and get a reputation of if we show up, we're going to get the property sold and uh, we're going to get it, you know, from start to finish. We're going to have a successful transaction. Well, and I'll tell you, you mentioned this a, a little bit ago. You do things just a little bit different mm -hmm. uh, than other auctioneers. Not that they necessarily do it wrong. Some of them do it a little more traditional. Mm -hmm. I think you approach things with a, a little bit more heart and a little bit more understanding and definitely definitely and, and this shows 
within the realtor community um, a, a lot more of a spirit of a teacher, mm-hmm. someone that wants to, to help you understand, yeah. not that this is necessarily the best option, but in certain circumstances, it could be the best option, yeah. right? There are so many times I'll go on a listing appointment and I'm there 20 minutes and I go, let's sit in an auction. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, we're going to finish the meeting, but I just go, the best thing you need to do, Mr. Seller, is let Jonathan or whoever, you know, list your house and go that direction. And then if we're still here with this house in February, then we'll, talk. we'll come back and reevaluate. But right now, you're not ready for this. And that's just something I don't need the glory or the name or another auction. I only want to make it work if it makes sense and it's, everybody's going to be happy at the end. And yeah. You can eliminate a lot of problems. And that's why I do see a mistake with a lot of auctioneers. They're desperate to get a sign in the yard or to get their name out there. They don't feel like they've had a sale in two or three months. Well, you know, there's other issues going on in their life than that. But, you know, they take an auction that's not meant to be an auction. Um, and then they, and then people feel yeah, hoodoo, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's, and, and, and there are times that, you know, things happen. I get that, but you just need to be totally transparent and upfront and honest. And that's what I've been able to do in middle Tennessee, working with realtors. You know, we've got realtors that I'm working with in Sumner County, Wilson County, Williamson County, you know, and it is unbelievable when I can get a referral from somebody that worked, you know, within the inner office, a, a referral of another KW agent or another XYZ brokerage or whatever. But my, mm-hmm. my goal is to be totally transparent from start to finish. If I'm working with the realtor, if I'm working with an attorney, we work with a lot of attorneys, but just do the absolute best job. Communicate, let them know what's going on, and you can't go wrong. You right. know, people appreciate that. Well, and I, and I agree. I think you guys do a superb job of that. All right, so let's shift gears just a little bit. What's the weirdest thing you've ever auctioned? I don't know. Because you, you get all kinds of yeah, personal property. I, I mean, the personal property stuff, I don't know. I mean, weird. I need to really think about that sometime. We sold a hearse last week. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That was fun. Uh, we sold airplanes. I've always wondered, do hearses smell weird? I don't think. It, it was an old hearse, so I think it just had... It, it just smelled I, like an old car. It was an old car, yeah, okay. but I don't know. But uh, a guy, I think, here in Middle Tennessee bought it. We sold it in West Tennessee. Um, I need to really think about that. Uh, I've got friends that have sold some way w- w- more weird stuff or unique things. Uh, so that's... That, that unique. Kinda, that's a nicer way yeah, to say weird, u- isn't unique, it? Unique, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I normally, you know, we do the fundraising stuff. We sell fun experiences and things, but uh, we sold some Super Bowl tickets the other day that were cool. But uh, in the state situation, that's about it. Usually we find weird things when we're helping people clean out their houses. That's just where, you know, the stories really come from. When you're oh, yeah. cleaning out attics or, you know, different things that happen. When you do that, when, when you're cleaning out uh, attics and things of that nature, do you, how often is it that the, that the owner, the, the, the seller, if you will, um, is as alongside of you as you're cleaning out, or is it usually you guys show up? Sometimes and- the best word of advice is we do this for a living. We know what we're doing. If I find any asset or item in that house that's worth two dollars and fifty cents or five dollars, I want to try to keep it. A lot of times people have an emotional feel that yes. this was Dad's National Geographic collection that he collected every National Geographic since the beginning of time. Well, there is no value to those. There is. Right. See, I could sell the whole. Every one of them and beg to get two dollars and fifty cents. You know, encyclopedia. There's just certain things. Encyclopedias will not bring a. Nickel. I know you paid two thousand dollars for yeah, this set or of encyclopedias. The Eureka vacuums that we financed for six months back in the early nineties. Yeah, know? it's a great vacuum, but no one's going to give you a lot of money for it. And it's missing half the pieces. You know, a lot of right. times it's easier for us to discard that stuff because everyone has junk, debris, trash, rubbish in their house. Everyone has warped. Tupperware and sticky flowers in the attic that just have to be thrown away. And a lot of times I find that sellers or, you know, exec, you know, heirs, the children, the grandchildren, there's an emotional value there that you right. can't overcome. And it's just the, at some point it has to go. Now we're still going to sell everything that we can sell that's worth a dollar, 
Uh, and I always say that we're not a trash or a cleaning crew, but we're there. It's a, it's a service that we offer because we've got to get it cleaned out. We've got to get it looking better. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you got to sift through it to find the stuff that has value. You do. You do. Um, yeah. And I always tell the family, take every single thing you want out of this house. Because once it's gone, you know, we sell it, can't get it back. And so, but for the most part, when we're working with sellers or estates like that, once it's over, there's usually an emotional value that you're never going to be able to overcome. Or, you know, that's where we the grandkids took pictures, you know, or the kids took their pictures growing up, and now we're selling it. You know, that emotional, you know, the door frame, or you know, just that's the had a wedding out behind that house at a tree or something. You know, that, all that sure. kind of generic, uh, general emotional things that happen to a property, you're never going to be able to replace that. But outside of that, as a business transaction, 99 percent of the time buyers or, or sellers are going to tell us that this was the best decision they ever made. They wish they had done it six they didn't months have earlier. To deal with it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's over, and then once the closing happens and they get their check, I'm glad to have the weight off my chest. So working with the states is a lot. I really enjoy it. Once we went through an estate process with my mother, uh, with my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, you know, you learn a holy respect for how much headache and just pain in the rear so much of that is being an executrix or an executor of the state so I know firsthand what they're going through and we can help them and, and working with their attorney because a lot of times it's the first time they've ever had to do this or yeah. liquidate a property that's not theirs and, and sell all the assets and that's what we really do I feel like do a great job at. I agree and that's that is exactly the circumstance that uh, that uh, when, when you and I worked together on that house mm-hmm. in Smyrna you know, it was just a lot, and and my my client, the person that was in charge of, of administering all of that, she lived you know twelve hours away and had I don't know, how many kids did she two have? twins and, had, and was it, pregnant with two more two yeah yeah so Seven two on the way pregnant, yeah. yeah it was crazy so you know she had neither the energy nor the expertise nor the availability mm-hmm. to handle any of that stuff absolutely and no. uh, and you guys came in rocked it out and uh, and and made them a, a pretty good sum of money yep. and in that case. Um, the owner of the home was not deceased yet. She was still she was living in a, a uh, assisted living, and uh, and so it was great for her, you know. Um, so so yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, all right, so let me ask you this: uh, as somebody that's really involved in the community, because you do you do the the uh, nonprofit auctions around the around the you know the country basically, but you are also pretty plugged in here in Murfreesboro uh, with community stuff, whether you're auctioning or attending or, or whatever. Do you ever run into that? How do you decide what what is Jay Cash passionate about? Where you decide this is where I'm going to go attend. This is where I'm going to go um, buy the two hundred dollar tickets. This is where I'm going to donate. This is you know. Uh, now that I have a eighteen month old daughter and I'm a dad, all that just pretty much revolves around what I think Perry would enjoy doing. <laughs> you know, if it's a picnic or a fun family event, like mm-hmm. where in the past that'd be the last thing I might choose to go to, but now it's like that's the great. They're gonna have face painting. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. it's, it'll pony go, rides. Yeah, we'll do all of that <laughs> stuff. And we tried to do like a community trick or treat the other day, and we're, uh, we're gonna pass on that. We were there for about three minutes and, yeah. and left the trick or treating. But uh, a lot of that will dictate around that. Uh, we really love animals, and uh, so anytime it's uh, animal related event or something like that we try to go to it and then really just if uh, somebody asks me and I'm available for the most part when you do 65 events the year and you don't do any you know there's about three months out of year that there's no fundraising events I'm normally gone for all of that but you know we try to sponsor and do whatever we can that 
that, that I think we might enjoy or really does make an impact. So I'm pretty loose with what we decide to go to. It could be, you know, on a whim. But for the most part, I'm always at an event somewhere else, so I can't attend right. for the most part. It's, I, find, I find it difficult to say no, though. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you? Like if, yeah. if somebody takes the time, it, it, this is kind of how I look at it. If somebody takes the time and, and uh, I don't know, has the guts or whatever mm-hmm. to approach me and say, hey, we have this event, we think you'd be a great sponsor for us. Yeah. It's difficult for me to say no because I feel like I'm letting someone down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from on that. Uh, our IT guy asked me, his kids uh, does a jujitsu and he's raising money. Will you donate? Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I mean, more people should probably ask realtors and auctioneers because we're, we're, we're quick to say yes. I would think some of us are, but um, that's a great question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. It's uh, it, it's just tough, man. I, I run into that. So, do you think Jessica Warner's actually watching right now, or she's selling the house? I, I think she popped on for a second. It says there's five people watching. Um, she's I don't probably know. selling I, two houses right now. Well, no, I think she's probably too good to be watching. Yeah, she's I, probably not watching. Yeah, she's probably she's, she's probably drinking some fancy coffee with her, her pinky assistant out. is watching. Yeah, her assistant. Says, there log you go. On and hit some likes on. <laughs> no, nah, I like Jessica. She's she's awesome. Um, what else, man? What's what's new? What's coming? What's coming? What do we not know about yet? Oh, uh, we got some great auctions. We've got a big collector car collection that we're selling in a in an auction in January. We've got where's that at? Uh, I'm going to have the auction in Indiana. The, uh, the cars have come from an estate here, but I'm partnering with a friend of mine in Indiana that uh, this has a massive, massive, several day just antique collectible just ungodly the amount of stuff we sell up there. But those assets will do phenomenal up there, so we ship them all up there. I've got about probably a half million dollars of coins, a coin collection out of Middle Tennessee that I've sent up there to sell with him that we're going to partner together. What kind of cars? I mean, I've got a list this long of just a lot of cars, just this classic collectible, you name it. You're trying uh, to compete with Meekum or? Uh... Not at all. I think uh, Jonathan, my buddy up there, he's, he's in his own, you know, he, he, he can hold his own with anybody, just doesn't yeah. have the name recognition as they do. But no, it definitely could go there. Um, he actually just went and bought about 10 cars. He lost a collection to Meekum. Uh, the lady hired them, I guess, because they're on TV or whatever, and right. ended up going and buying about 10 of them because they were so cheap. So she, I guess, didn't make the best decision hiring Meekum, but I don't know Meekum. They're great. They're, they're wonderful. Um, but Jonathan does a great job, and he's going to help me sell the coins. Uh, we've got uh, 10 acres in Rockville coming up on Thompson Road. We've got a uh, house in Goodlessville coming up. The 10 acres, is that one track, yep, or are you splitting it? One track, uh, it's got a three bed, two bath, mobile home on it currently in need of repairs. Probably be whoever buys it, just get that out of there and Hook put up. a little dream setting. You know, yeah. Uh, it's a good looking property here in Rutherford County. But uh, that's what I've got. Uh, I've got a few more benefit auctions for the year. And uh, just m- no telling what I might book today. Just phone calls could come in. And I just got a text about need to send a proposal out that I haven't sent yet. So right got to on. get onto that. But Congrats, it, man. It, it's wonderful, though. And you do a great job, too, for everybody that's watching. They don't understand just how much you do and how much, how knowledgeable you are. There have been a lot of times I've called you and said, "Hey, uh, I don't I don't want to ask anybody this question, but uh, <laughs> what would you do in this situation or you know the, 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 these things?" But a lot of people look up to you and you know because you do have that. a mind of a teacher and uh, you've served on a lot of boards and committees and you've got a great team. So you know we should be sitting here talking about what you're doing, making <laughs> all the money. No, I don't want to reveal all my secrets, man. But uh, I <laughs> no, I, I tell I told somebody once before. Um, I'm like I don't I'll tell anybody what I do. I don't I don't mind because a lot of people aren't willing to do it. Absolutely, you know. And I mean that's the same with you, right? Yeah. You don't mind sharing what you do because most people aren't willing to do it. I've learned that when I wrote my CE class. I mean, 
it sounds easy what we do, but just try to keep up. Yeah, you know, you, exactly. You but you got to start somewhere, and that's why I've got some friends that are new, younger in the auction business, and they've got all the potential in the world, and uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna just be rock stars just as soon as they get their feet on the ground and just a little more experience but you know i'm i'm utilizing them and working with them and and want to see them do great and i think that's how you're going to be successful when you know if you're on a team you know for your team to be just as successful you want to have goals that you know that can your goal needs to be able to encompass all their goals that's right and uh, you can be a lot more successful that way because it's tough to do this business as a one-person show it is it, it, you're not you're, you're going to be limited what you can get done well and quite honestly it's not as much fun mm -mm. right it, it's fun to have built something where you can help somebody else realize some dreams mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah me and my buddy shane uh, he's probably not watching at this point because he's too busy but uh, he's an auctioneer in clarksville i met him about two years ago at an auctioneers association i just met uh, this guy's got it he just has qualities about him that is he, he gets it yeah he, he doesn't say the right wrong answer every time like some people do he knows how to say the right answer <laughs> and we just partnered on a massive auction in west tennessee that took us about two weeks of our lives to get ready but when it was all said and done we met sellers expectations uh, we had a great sale it was a huge undertaking and it, you know it, it rewarded us in a lot of ways so um, i love i love partnering working with other auctioneers very cool man well, hey, I appreciate no, you. Thank you. Appreciate for all you appreciate do. It. And uh, if you guys need any help with uh, auction type stuff, uh, Jay is your guy. Um, if you have a nonprofit or some other uh, entity that yep. wants to do some type of a charity auction or a, a celebrity auction yeah. or whatever, right? Um, um, that is certainly a niche that you uh, fulfill and, uh, and do an awesome job at that. So um, we've got, I think I've got them tagged in here. And if not, I'll put the yes. info in the, in the uh, comments. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Try to stay warm. Can you, uh, can you auction in some higher temperatures? Can we drive that yeah, temperature up? I think up? we're trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Thanks, Jay.